Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Doesn't matter how ridiculous the dream is, you know, there's no such thing as ridiculous dreams. Dreams can come true, you know. It's up to you to chase them and make them real. Where do I even begin with this week's guest? He's a Dimaru ranger, father, and a proud Yungul man. He's also an incredibly talented hip-hop artist and uses his music as therapy. His name is Gurugura Hick, and he's a dead set legend. In this conversation, he speaks about growing up in the big smoke and feeling confused about where he fit in. His various jobs, including his current one, which allows him to protect and look after the environment. We also speak about his children, his hopes and dreams, not only for himself, but for our country. Earlier this year, he started a band, and it looks like these guys are going to take off. There's already been various offers to play around the country, and they haven't even decided on a name yet. So keep your eyes and your ears peeled for these guys, but for now, sit back and relax and enjoy this week's episode of Northeast Arnhem Land with Mon. Now, just to get things rolling, a little bit of housekeeping. First up, thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. My name's Monica O'Hanlon, and you could say I'm a bit of a sticky beak. I just love hearing people's stories because it's true what they say. Everyone's got one. I work at Gove FM in northeast Arnhem Land in the NT. It's one of the most remote and unspoilt parts of Australia. If you're someone who isn't familiar with it, here's what you need to know. The Yungle people are the traditional owners of this region. Their vibrant culture dates back more than 50,000 years. The hub, where I live, is called Nullumboy a town created on the Gove Peninsula after the establishment of the bauxite mine. You're probably asking, what's the purpose of this podcast? I've met so many weird and wonderful people, whether they're from here or just passing through. I want to know how their path led them to this tiny little dot on the map. And it would be my absolute pleasure to share it with you. You come from a ridiculously talented family. I mean, your mum is a world-renowned dancer. Your sister is a really, really well-known actor. What about your dad? Was your dad ever a performer? Um, only at home. Yeah. <laughs> Kitchen singer. Yeah. <laughs> so growing up, you were surrounded by these amazing, incredibly talented and artistic people. That would have had to have had an effect on you, right? Was it always a, a natural progression to go into music or how did all that come about? I don't know. I really <laughs> don't know. I just, um, 13 years old, started writing some poetry and that. And, you know, I thought I'd start getting into songwriting. Try to write some of my own songs. Wrote one and recorded at Redfern when I was 17. 
eight, yeah, 17. Um, song was called One and Many. And yeah, it was just a rough one. Put it together, only a couple of minutes long. But it was good, you know, like it was fun. And that's where I kind of realised, you know, like you can have fun in the studio around musos and that, like. So I guess that kind of sparked a bit of an interest for it. But really going back, you know, like living in Sydney and, you know, having family come down, performing for Bangara, Nasda, teaching them, or even Youth Indy coming down. And, you know, after the show, you know, some of the bands would come or performers would come over to our house in uh, Victoria Street in Lilyfield down in Sydney and they would come there, chill out. It was a good vibe. Everyone be in the back, got the fire going, music's going, everyone's, you know, just got smiles on their face and performing, I guess. To me, that was like normal. Someone else, people would be like, wow, what a life, you know, but <laughs> yeah, to us it was kind of like normal, you know, like kind of expected a, you know, family come around after their performance and we'll have a big meal or, yeah, have barbie, fire. Yeah. That's awesome. So you just thought it was normal that like some cool artists would just come and hang out after a show? Well, we didn't see them as that. They were just family. Like, yeah, we were just happy to have family there, you know, being so far away from home and it was difficult growing up there, you know, and yeah, it's good to be back home, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I interviewed your sister for the podcast a couple of months ago now and she spoke a lot about that two worlds kind of thing like between Arnhem Land and Sydney. Did you experience that as well? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, it was different, you know, like even being down there, you know, I was trying to find my own group and find who I was in a big city and just never really worked, you know. I just I knew home was calling me, you know. So as a young kid, I always wanted to come home and kept pushing for it, wanted to stay longer and never wanted to leave. But, you know, I had to go back for school, which is good, you know. I'm glad I got that education. And um, I'm glad I grew up, you know, around, you know, different people. Like, one of my best friends from primary school, he's, you know, he's half Japanese, half Korean, you know, one of my other best mates, you know, he's, you know, good bloke, he's got his head on, but he's not the type of bloke, you know, you'd kind of think these two would hang out with, <laughs> you know, like, why are these two hanging around? Ah, no. So it kind of exposed yeah. you maybe to a, to different cultures and stuff. I guess Sydney's pretty uh, multicultural. Is that where you're going with that? Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, you know, like um, festivals and I going to festivals and seeing you know people with their own own stores up. You'd have a store there. They'd try their food, talk to the people, mingle, and hang out with all these other kids. Being a kid, you don't see, you don't see that race or colour, you yeah. know. You just see everyone as people. Yeah, and it was kind of a bit hard, you know, like growing up and then people seeing colour and me not, you know, not seeing that, just seeing people as people, and and that kind of affects you, you know, growing up. And you can either use that to be better or bitter. I just chose it to be better, you know, rather stay myself and not see colour, not see people as different 
like yeah we all different and we all got our own struggles and that in life but we all got a beating heart we got a mind that ticks we got this flow in our veins you know our bodies operate the same so we're feeling the same pains you know we going through similar struggles and it's just respecting that and acknowledging okay you know this you know this person's going through some stuff I'm you know I'll be their support you know because I know what it's like because I've been there yeah 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 totally yeah it's interesting like I totally get it when when you're a kid it's it's not really a big thing and then I don't know people get weird about it maybe people that aren't so I don't know if they live in a certain area or only see a certain type of people or something. I don't know. Yeah. I guess Sydney, because, I mean, Sydney's renowned for its music. Did that? Did you have, like, a favourite artist growing up there or someone that you aspired to be like? Well, we used to go to, like, Yarbin Festival and see a lot of artists getting up, like Street Warriors, Last Connections. Um, yeah, and... Just seeing all the different artists, not just hip hop as all, well, you know, seeing No Fixed Address, seeing George up there, you know. No, it was good being exposed to all the different styles of music and not just music, but performing arts, you know. You got music, dance, stage shows, and it just opened our minds and eyes to things, you know, like seeing family on big screen, you know. Yolonga Boy, when that came out, that was. Yeah, that was huge. We watched that movie over and over again. We memorised the words. Like, me and my sis, we could be sitting there and memorise every single word that's about to come up. And we'll say it word for word. And we'll, yeah, it's fun. You know the craziest thing with that movie? Um, I was actually in it and my whole family was in it. And then we went to the premiere. <laughs> we got free dinner and everything. Went to the premiere and they had changed the actual story. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't in it. <laughs> I was so disappointed. I was like, I don't know, like eight. And I'm like, this is my big break. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's such a good film. I haven't seen that in years. Yeah. So when it comes to your music then, uh, you were talking about how you like different genres and like seeing your family up there too. What inspires you? How do you start a song? I don't know. Well, it's got to make sense first, you know. Can't just put words that rhyme together because it's poetry, you know. You're, you're putting rhyme, rhymes together and trying to make a message as well and trying to connect with the people and have them connect with what you're saying. You know, like, so they're fitting your shoes. As you're walking that path, they're walking with you while they're listening to your songs. So I'm trying to go for something like that, I guess, and just try and hopefully better the world too, you know, with music, open people's minds up and get them to see us all, you know. Some people aren't alone on struggles, you know. We're, you know, people that, uh, successful or seem successful are actually going through their own struggles, you know? Totally. So, yeah, you can't just look at someone and go, oh, you got it easy. Yeah. Because no one knows what they had to do to get there, how hard they had to work. Yeah. Yeah. I saw um, that in, two, what was it, 2015 you released a song called Easy Street. Do you remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> a while ago now. Yeah. <laughs> what inspired that? Is that kind of... Because you get pretty deep in it. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I had a friend, Susan, she came hit me up about um a song, this organisation wanted a song about uh, anti-discrimination. So Anti-Discrimination Commission, the ADC, they requested a hip-hop song to try to get to the youth, a mm. message for them and that, so they can understand, like, if you're going through discrimination, come contact us. And, um, yeah, it was for good cause as well, so I thought, yeah, why not, you know? Like, I, I don't want to do things for no reason, you know? Yeah. All of my songs are written for a reason, and I, I don't want to waste time because time is precious. So with this, it was like, awesome, yeah, I'd love to do it. So, um... Yeah, thanks to Susan for putting that together, helping um, get that song out there. And, it, yeah, it was just about that, you know, just discrimination, you know. And at that time, I was going through a bit of a struggle with work and accommodation and, you know, I was pretty peed off too, you know. And so I was just like, all right, then, this is how I'm going to express myself, through music. You know, everyone's got their own way to kind of channel that, and that's, that's my channel, is music, I guess. Yeah. I've been sitting, thinking, this ain't a East Street peach. You gotta hear our speech. How do we deal with this heat? Believe you can make that leap. Keep your head high. The sky ain't the limit. The universe is. Ain't the first time it's been done. It's like a marathon run. Pick a beer gun. Two sons and a thought I can't even get none. House is what I'm talking about. My heart in the beat and get a house. My hard working man with the plans in the booth. Making a stand, giving that a helping hand. Screaming that she's got an end. Shouldn't matter about the colour of his skin. No one's gonna win. No one never win. Unless equality comes in. Respect others' religion. Take a few minutes to listen. Uh-huh. Why are you hating? Discrimination. Throw it at the window. Keep on giving. Throw those bad thoughts in the bin, bro. We all got the same, but we need a house. So why are you hating? Discrimination. Throw it at the window. Keep on giving. Throw those bad thoughts in the bin, bro. Do you have like a book full of songs that you've written or on your computer or something? You've got a big library full of them? Yeah, they come and go, you know, like, I'm terrible with phones. I lost five phones last <laughs> year. It's like number six here. So, um, and longer lasting one too, so congratulations. I hope you're not paying them out, right? <laughs> That's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, like I'll sit there and I'll start writing onto my phone, you know, if I don't have a book and pen there or paper around, I'll write it on my phone or, you know, I'll find something where I can write it on if I don't have a phone around, if it's flat, I'll, I'll find a way, you know. Yeah. So I try keep them lyrics going even if some lyrics just pop up in my head I'll write it down just to keep it fresh you know and then find a spot for it or that could be a creation of a whole new song I swear I was born to be a winner it's survival of the fittest and I'm still here but I feel I got a greater purpose on the serve so my journey begins at the age of 13 I was an independent kid sitting there trying to find my own shoes to fit family worried about who I was rolling with pumping little homies at the stereo learn from the oldies along the road and no I ain't perfect and neither are my rhymes you hating me what a waste of a time cause I got better things to keep me occupied keeping in mind the positive vibes pumping that turning up not your head if you're feeling right Matter Speed pumping left to right, you can't say you ain't feeling this. You'd be delirious if you did, if you did, if you did. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fun, eh? Like, you never know what's better come. Yeah. It was like the other night, 
two nights ago, I was just sitting there at home, and then, yeah, this new song came, like a new hook for the song came along. <laughs> I went to work the yeah, next day and went to go see Yama. I was like, Yama, Balabaro, we got this song, man. I got this new new hook. Check it out. I was showing it. And, yeah, he was loving it. And like, yeah, so it's got that nice flow to it. And with the layers on it, like, it's going to sound, sound real smick. Yeah. yeah, sweet. So are you working on, are you put? Are you in the studio at the moment working on something? Um, Give the band a rest <laughs> <laughs> after Garma. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely we're all keen to get in the studio. And, um, yeah, we're all, we're all proud of ourselves and everyone else on the team for um, smashing out Garma. And it was good, you know. It was, it was a really good event, uh, good night as well. Even getting back up on Monday on the open day was really fun and, we had a lot of fun, you know, um, getting out there. So, yeah, we're keen, yeah. Just got to rest them fingers and <laughs> rest them feet, you know, just rest them arms and that. Just have a rest, a couple of weeks rest and we'll get into it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Do you get nervous? Because, I mean, the the, the uh, crowd was pumping. Yeah. <laughs> Funny thing is, I always get nervous before I even get on the stage. Like, I'm I'm nervous thinking about next year, <laughs> you know what I mean? But when it comes to the time, I, I have no idea where they go. Like, the nerves are just gone, and it's like, you know, I'm I'm in the game. I'm focused. I'm in that zone, and, yeah, it just flows, you know? Like, them lyrics, I'll be standing there, and the lyrics are just flowing, but my mind's thinking about something else. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't know how it works, eh? Hey? But, you know, it's... It is what it is, I guess. It's yeah. a good skill to have. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do that stuff at work and that too. Or I wish I had that skill at high school, man. Would have learned a lot more. Yeah, I mean, it, it was so obvious that you were just so... You were in your element, you know? And it was it was great to see you up there just killing it and with the boys. It was great. <laughs> So you started writing, like you said, as a young teenager, but you've done different jobs. Hey, because you came, you came up here. Uh, was it after school, or did you, you came here in high school? Yeah, I left Sydney. I was still in high school. I came up here, went to Nolan High School here. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to kind of challenge myself a bit more and wanted to go to another school where there could be more, what's that word now? Opportunities and that, more opportunities for learning and that, uh, you know, connecting and learning. So I thought, all right, well, I'll try um, St. John's in Darwin. So I went to school there and went halfway through year 11, thought, you know, what am I doing here? I am not going to uni, you know, I'd rather just drop out and just go get a job. So that's exactly what I did. Dropped out, came back here, 
went job hunting and after maybe a couple of weeks, YB heard that, you know, I was looking for a job. Um, we had a meeting. So I started off my boilermaking apprenticeship with them. Never finished it, unfortunately. I wish I did. But, um, yeah, it was a good experience, you know, getting on the welder and learning what, what you had to do towards different metals and fabricating stuff, you know. I felt proud about myself. And then after that, I stuck with YB. I was doing um, all the rubbish pickups, going to the mines, brush cutting, all the labour work and that. Um, and yeah, because we worked together. Do yeah. you remember? Yeah, I remember. You pulled me up on that too, eh? <laughs> remember that? We worked together, YB. I was like, oh, yeah. Back we to were, memory lane. We were the poster children <laughs> for drinking yeah. water. Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Keeping hydrated. And we had all the right PPE gear. Do you remember? Yeah, we took a photo. I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, um, funny yeah. thing is, all, all this, um, everyone talking about the sign language, you all know sign language? It was back then when we were working together, that's why BE was requesting that as well, just for their own little portfolio. Yeah. Now, um, they end up pulling me up and going, oh, can you do like some photo shoots for sign language? So, yeah, my hand's a bit famous too there as You're well. You're a hand model as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, hand model, yes. <laughs> 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 Amazing. Yeah. So how long, you, you were at YBE for a while then, hey? Um, yeah. Uh, can't remember how long. Um, I can't remember the job after that either. I just remember there was a few other jobs. I've worked for, second recent one is Yulong Radio. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, that was fun working for them. You know, I used to go out, do stage setups, um, you know, do some recording for interviews or you know for for music like one of Bada's albums um a traditional album they came out with had to record some sounds for that just background sounds and it was good you know we went down to the beach and recorded them singing Monica and um what else another jobs you went to Alice for a bit hey yeah I lived down there for a bit and then you ended up coming, uh, you came back back to um, Arnhem Land, it was calling you. <laughs> yeah, home kept calling. Yeah. yeah. Well, ocean boy, you know, it needs, to, it yeah. needs to be near the water, there's <laughs> not enough water down there. <laughs> totally, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you ended up getting a job as a Dimaru Ranger. Yeah, so I think first time I was there was 2013 and came back again 2015. Um, and yeah, back again now, third time lucky. <laughs> yeah. And you love it? Oh, it's awesome, you know, like the jobs we do, you know, we're going out, we're protecting the land and making sure, you know, it's going to be preserved for the next generations to enjoy and trying to find a way, like better ways to reduce the rubbish that's washing up. Um, yeah, so much work that needs to be done on the land that not enough people actually taking focus on, mm. especially all these people higher places, government personnel and that, like, how can you not look after the land? Like, you think about it. How would their kids feel if they're walking on a beach that's just full of rubbish, you know? As us as adults and supposed to be, you know, leading the way for the next generation, that's what we should be showing is, you know, take care of this land so generations can enjoy it too as we 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We have, growing up, going to beaches, it was, it was good, you know, like it was clean and, you know, it wasn't rubbish washing up. There was, but not as much, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, so seeing that now is kind of heartbreaking. And, yeah, we just need more hands, make light work, and more help from people that actually got the money in that for it too, you know? Like, yeah, we just, we really do need that help. Yeah. Around, around the whole world, really. Rubbish all over the world, in the oceans as well. Like, you know, something needs to be done. That's our food source dying out there, you know? We're, we're killing off our own food source. Yeah. Yeah. So... So uh, I guess like uh, clean up and stuff is a big part of your job. Do you have a favourite part or is, is that your favourite part? Um, yeah, well, I guess they're all kind of my favourites. Eh? Like, you know, government's fun, going out to do learning on country, camping, you know, when we're doing surveys and we got to go out do campings at certain areas. Like Boko, we went out to Boko one time and we had to do some seagrass mapping and that. Oh, cool. Um, and that was very interesting because you got, like, you know, certain areas where there's, like, biggest more seagrass and other areas where they're just only kind of spreading out. It makes you think, is that some from the dugons or is it from, you know, man-made problems? Um, so it's good to, you know, keep on top of it and make sure that we look at it now so we can come back you know, later on down the track and have a look at it and see if it's improved or, you know, if it needs more care. Yeah. I reckon you've probably got one of the best jobs in yeah. <laughs> ever. It's, yeah, it sounds so cool. You're a father as well. Yeah. How do you manage to, to do it all? And wh- what do you want to teach or instill in your kids while they're still young? Um, be yourself, I guess, main thing, you know. Always be yourself. Respect's really big thing, you know, in our in our house and even on the streets wherever we go, you know, respect. You know, not a lot of people have it these days and more people should. You know, respect's huge thing. Respect people, doesn't matter who who they are, what they look like, how they dress, what they smell like, just respect, you know? Yeah. Goes back to no one knows what others are going through. Yeah, so totally. it's, it's important to keep stuff in mind like that. But um, <clears throat> kids, you know, just work hard, you know, chase your dreams. you got dreams, chase them. If you don't have dreams, create one. Just believe in yourself. My first dream was to be an astronaut. <laughs> I hate heights. <laughs> um, you know, but, yeah, so it doesn't matter how ridiculous the dream is. You know, there's no such thing as ridiculous dreams. Dreams can come true, you know. It's up to you to chase them and make them real. Like, another dream of mine was one day play State of Origin, Queensland, NRL, become a footy star. 
And I was going good there in Darwin, you know, playing rugby there. Just accident happened and couldn't play again. Broke my collarbone and oh. that set me back. Nerves didn't recover for a few years, still felt pain. Mm. So, yeah, couldn't play again, unfortunately. But that's just an example that dreams can come true, you know. You just got to chase and focus on it and focus on that. Yeah. My problem was I lost my focus. Yeah, so, it's easy to yeah, do. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if I never did, you know, never knows. I could have been there playing with Chambers. <laughs> <laughs> you could mm. still, I mean, you're still young. You got... Nah, I've got other dreams in mind now. Yeah. You know, dreams can change too. That's the thing. That's the beautiful thing about dreams. Like, you have a dream, you want to be this person, but then, you know, something might change. You might see something that makes you go, actually, no, I don't want that. I've got this other dream, you know, and you just keep, doesn't matter, you, and you don't even have to have one dream. You could have 10 dreams, 100 dreams, chase them all. More dreams, the better, you know. Just don't go try and chase them all at once. <laughs> Pace yourself. Yeah, one at a time, one stepping stone at a time. <laughs> do you think that you're going back to your kids, do you reckon they'll follow in your family's footstep of entertainment? Um, I don't know, and really... I hope they just find their own kind of pathways or, you know, like be inspired by others but create your own pathway. Leave your own footprints for others to see, you know, for the next generation. You know, I guess I'm just kind of speaking for myself, you know. I'm not I'm not trying to follow anyone really. I'm just inspired by a lot of people. My sister, you know, all the work she's put through with acting and that and seeing how far she's came to where she is now like that's awesome you know hats off um seeing you know like you know you're the indie and then seeing you know like performing arts like bangara and naster and then all these other kind of like inspirations make me want to do similar things but in my own way yeah yeah cool Recently, you've gotten back into your music, like pretty seriously. Was it this? Was it this year you got you decided to, like, really get back into it, or were you into it last year? Um, no, nah, just this year, really. Um, yeah, got a message bit out of the blue from Ava Dub, and hit me up if I wanted to do Garama. I was like, mm, yeah, all right, dude. So, yeah, we had that going, and like the first gig we did was for. Uh, the Smoke Free event that was hosted by Miwach at Yirkala. Um, and that was good. And that kind of, like, kicked it off too, you know, like going, is this just for fun or is this going to be, like, a real thing? Are we going to get serious about this? And I think after that, my mind just kind of focused more and more on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then Yarapai was after that. Yeah, Yarapai. And that was a good gig too, you know, getting up, a lot of fun. And then after that, it was just like, yeah, nah. That third gig we had the, at the swimming pool. Yeah. Um, we had Rob down there. Um, youth yeah, space, and that was eh? that was awesome. Yeah, for the youth space, that was really awesome. And having Yama and Billy there, and then getting the kids up too, emceeing, that was awesome. <laughs> um, but then that's where the thoughts started getting deeper and deeper. And it's like, how far can we go? You know, like, we got a good thing going here. 
And then after Garma, it was, yeah, that just kind of locked it in, eh? After Garma, we're definitely keen, you know, for tours and that. And, like, we've got opportunities for um, tours next year. Wow. So already the ball's moving that way. <laughs> and we're, we're all kind of sitting back trying to take it in and at the same time, like, head spinning. And we're like, for real? Like, already? But, yeah, you know, like, it's a good thing, you know. We've got a chance to get out there and spread our message and talk about, you know, what we do as Rangers because, as you know, Yama's a Ranger, I'm a ranger. Our drummer, Guttabra, he's a ranger. Oh, we got yeah. PJ, who's a sick guitarist. We got him, who's a former ranger. <laughs> and then we got young Billy, young Balang, who was a former ranger as well. <laughs> and I guess once you're a ranger, you you know, you're always a ranger. Like, it's always in there. You know, you, you get that pride and it doesn't matter if you have that uniform or not. You see someone doing wrong on on the land, you'll pull them up because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You want to look after that land. You don't want people disrespecting this land, you know, because it's all about respect as well, not just people but the land. Totally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just getting out there. It's a good opportunity for us to get out there and send that message of how hard it is to look after this land and how much, you know, how much helpful it will be and how appreciative we will be if we could just get some extra help here and there. And you know, like, we do our bit. You know, we want others to do their bit too because we're all living on this land. You know, if you have five people living in a house but there's only one person cleaning up, you know, like, just yeah. picture it like that. How would you feel if you're that one person cleaning up? Totally. Or how would you feel yeah. if you're one of four of those people just sitting there letting that one person clean up. So, yeah, think about that, you know? That's how we're feeling. We're feeling like we're that one person that's cleaning up our home. Yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that analogy. <laughs> I never thought about it that way, but, yeah, that's really good. You were talking about dreams before. I ask everyone this, Gura Gura, what are your dreams for the next five to ten years? Hmm. Oh, so many, so many dreams. Yes. One of them could be, you know, just getting the, the right things put back in place. Like, you know, some of us are still struggling with you know, intervention and that. You know, like, we're the First Nations people. How come we're being treated differently to the rest? You know, we shouldn't be. You know, like, and all the stink up about the Aboriginal flag as well. Yeah. Like, when when are people going to wake up and start being humane, stop being so cruel towards us? Haven't we been through enough already? Like, I know, yeah, invasion was 300 years ago but it still affects us today. Because in a lot of places, we don't have rights. We don't have the rights to go out bush camp here or whatever like our ancestors did, you know? Like down, down south, you know, you need to get a permit to go fishing. Like our people, we used to live off the sea and that. Mm. You know, when I was growing up down in Sydney, I used to go fishing every weekend and now, you know, if I went down for a holiday, I'd need to get a permit to do that. 
which I won't do. But you know, that's just that's just me. You know, I want things like that to change. You know, things to be fair on everyone in this country, especially on First Nations people, because we've had it tough, still getting it tough. You know, people getting you know abused by authorities and that, getting you know thrown in jail or some people getting away with, you know, doing bad towards our people. But if we did a similar crime, we're the ones that got to serve the time. And it's the same thing. You look over in America, same thing. A black man commits the same crime as a white man. That white man, slap on the hand, black man, jail time. Same thing's happening here, you know. And it's the horrible truth. Like, I won't hold back on that. That's the truth. People don't want to see it, then stay ignorant, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. I'm really glad that you brought that up, actually. I have friends uh, who live in cities. They've lived in cities their entire lives in these kind of bubbles. Um, and they're not bad people by any means, but mm. they're, just, they're just completely oblivious, you know? What would you say to them? Um, forget what you think you know. And start fresh. Forget all of that and try put yourself in their shoes and see it. Like for a story back in Sydney a few years ago, I had a friend who was similar like that. He was ignorant. He didn't believe me when I said, here, look, watch this. I'll try to pull over this cab. He's going to drive off. Why? Uh, because I'm black. He won't pull up. Fair enough. We tried it. Try to pull over a cab. As soon as that cab saw me, took off. I was like, all right, then, you try. He stands there, thumb out, first cab drives past, pulls up. As soon as I walk out to go open door, cab sees me, drives off. He started spinning out. He was getting angry. I'm like, bro, chill, chill, you know. I'm used to this. But for him, seeing that, his best friend getting treated like this, Mm. just because of his nationality, he was really, like, fired up from it. But... After I calmed him down, he started to realise that, you know, there's a lot more in this world that's going on, you know, like, and still going on. Mm. As sickening as it is, it's, you know, it's it's still here. Yeah. Racism, ignorance, it's still among us, sadly. I don't know. What's the best way? How do we fix it? <laughs> guru, guru, how do we, how do we make <laughs> the world a better place? Hmm. How, how do you fix people from being dumb? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just a choice. They want to choose to be, you know, if they want to choose to see people like that, that's their choice. You can't change that. No one can change that. It's up to them to change that. So really it's just showing them that, you know, there's a better path, there's a better way of seeing people and talking to people, you know. like There's no need to see another person different because of their nationality. Um, yeah, I guess there's no really changing it from us. It all has to change from within themselves. Each individual has to change. You know, and I've changed, uh, you know, like from coming from back from where I was back in the days growing up and, you know, being a teenager, I wasn't a good kid. You know, I was a bit of a rascal and, <laughs> you know, things change. People change, you know. Some people are like, hey, you've changed. And it's like, yeah, that's what happens, you know, and that's life. You know? 
I was a caterpillar, now I'm a butterfly. Watch me fly. <laughs> How did I cut that? <laughs> I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you don't change, then there's no changes going to happen around you. It's all about how you deal with it within. Because no one can change this world. No one can just walk over with $10 billion, slap it down on planet Earth and change the world. You can change the outside of it, but you can't change the inside. The same like a person. Mm. You know, you can't just walk up to someone and then chuck them some money and go change. They can change their appearance. They can buy some fresh clothes with all that and feel fresh and look fresh. They're still the same person within. So that change is has to come from something a lot more valuable, like from the heart, you know? And everyone has their own different values. You know, family is a big value as well, you know? Family, love, care, companionship, you know, like all this stuff. Yeah. Makes sense? <laughs> Absolutely. Matt, you should start your own radio show. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you, uh, yeah, you've got the perfect voice for radio. Really? I'm I thought I had the perfect face for it. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I'll leave that for my son there. Yeah, Leo, he can do the radio jobs. <laughs> uh, yeah, after that video, yeah. tell him he's oh sign him up. <laughs> yeah. Look here. <laughs> <laughs> what does culture mean to you? Everything. It's identity. It's who you are. You know, like, um, culture is your identity. You know, culture is important. It also humbles you. You know, yeah. Um, and what it means to me is important. You know, it's important to keep culture alive. You know, for generations to come, and some people have lost their cultures around the world. You know, there's some people that they were stripped from it. You know, some cultures were changed to adapt to a, within another culture and combining two cultures into one. Like, you look at the English culture, they taking words from, like, Latin and that and creating words and, yeah. Um, yeah, so culture is very important. You know, just got to always remember to respect your el elders and leaders. And then they're the ones that hold the knowledge for us. So it's important that we respect them for everything they've done for us. And also, main thing, respect ourselves too, you know? Respect ourselves and keep following through as our elders have before us. You know, try to follow their footpaths with culture, you know, whether you sing them and play iraki or you dancer. Yeah, you know, just keep, keep going, keep your practice going. Don't lose it, because too many languages and cultures around the world have been lost. And like I see us kind of like the last frontier against the Commonwealth. We still got our stand. We still got our land here. We can still make a stand and still fight for what is rightfully ours to look after and take care, because that's why we're here. We've been here for over 50,000 years to preserve and take care of this land as the land has done for us. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. 
Now, I have held you up here for long enough. I'm sure you've got stuff to do. But before you go, do you have any last words? Um, yeah, big shout out to Good Much Clan for helping, allowing us to get up for Garma. So thank you. And for actually just keeping Garma alive as all, well, you know, like I'm glad we've got such a beautiful festival. So, yeah, thank you all for that. Um, thanks to all the performers that got up at Garma. They were awesome. Big ups to them. Uh, who else? Big ups to my band, Andrew Grimes, uh, Voodoo Dread, The Dam, or VJ. <laughs> Take a pick. Um, <laughs> uh, guitarist there, PJ, shredding it up. My brother, Gatabra, my other brother, Billy. My nephew there, Yama, big ups. And all the way from Germany, Arian's brother-in-law, Johannes. So big ups to them for helping us put this all together. Big ups to Arian for jumping on the sound desk at the front of ours. To Craig, Dream Media. What, Dream Media? Yeah, Dream Media for helping set up as well with the trusses and that and making it such a good event around the bungalow ground. Um, big ups to all the dancers out there. To everyone, really. Big ups to all the visitors coming in. And, yeah, hopefully we'll smash it out again next year. <laughs> I have no doubt that you will. Hey, Gura Gura, thank you so much for coming in. I Just sitting here opposite you, I, I say this all the time, but I just, you inspire just from speaking and Big things are coming your way. Like, I can just feel it. You're an absolute legend. It was an honour to have you here. So thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. I know it's been a while. We're trying to get this done, you know, (laughs) trying to get this done, like, months ago. I should have had it done before (laughs) all the shows were happening, but... You're a busy boy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just going to get busier from now and then, I reckon. Yeah. Well, the next time I see you, maybe you'll be in the big screen. Who knows? No, no, big screen. No, big screen's my sister. I'm the big stage. Oh, yeah, big stage. Sorry. (laughs) I'll see you at a festival. (laughs) That was episode number 23 of the podcast. Seriously, I can't believe how quick that one came about. There are just so many amazing stories in this region, and it's been an absolute joy to share even just a tiny portion of them with you. I can confirm Gura Gura has lost his latest phone since the interview, which I believe brings him up to lucky number seven. He also forgot to mention at the end, he wanted to do a shout out to Lakin McKellar. She does amazing photography. Go and check out her Facebook and her Instagram. Now, as usual, I need to thank Gove FM. This community radio station is just awesome. And without them, this podcast wouldn't even be a thing. Absolute legends. I want to thank everyone who has given feedback. I truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for reaching out. And last but certainly not least, of course, I need to thank you. Give yourself a hug. That's from me to you. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. I hope you have the best day. My name's Monica O'Hanlon and that was North East Arnhem Land with Mon. I'll see you next week.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.